0: The L.A. Kings stage a big rally to sweep a home-and-home from the Coyotes. We've got details and a breakdown of the big win for the L.A. Kings. Also, some of your comments on a feedback Friday on this edition of Locked On L.A. Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love for you to leave us a positive comment on Apple Podcasts if you're a fan of the show. And we're also on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. I'm Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked On LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for almost 30 years, 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast. It's a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 17 years and a passionate LA Kings fan for over 30 years. It is a rare Friday game, and so we have a rare Friday show for you. All right, actually, it's a Saturday morning show at this point, but the Kings only play four games on Friday night all season long, and hopefully... The game that was played on Friday night, the first one of the season, uh, is the way a lot of the Kings' uh, games on Friday will go this season. Now, it didn't start well. Uh, The Kings were down 4-1 in the first period in Arizona against the Coyotes, but they clawed their way back and pull out a 5-4 win, sweeping that home-and-home series from the Coyotes. So to set the stage, um, let's tell you how this game started off. Now, the Kings went into the game with the same lineup they have had Over the last four games, ever since Arthur Kaliev returned from suspension, uh, the one change in the lineup was the goaltender. Phoenix Copley was in net. Head coach Todd McClellan apparently is on the same page as me, uh, and it seemed to make too much sense not to start Copley again. He already had beaten the Coyotes on Tuesday, looked pretty good doing it, and now you got Cam Talbot ready to go Saturday when Vegas comes down for the first of back-to-back games this season for the Kings. Well... Copley's night didn't last very long. He allowed a goal on the first shot of the game, ended up being pulled with Arizona up 3-1 in the first period. And we talk about, or we're going to talk about the goals against that uh, the Coyotes scored in a bit. Um, But I thought it was an interesting move by McClellan, considering big game at home coming up the next night. Um, But apparently, uh, and I got to give McClellan some credit for this, uh, he said, you know what, we'll worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. I'm worried about winning this game. And uh, so he decided to make the goalie change with still about 12 minutes to go in the opening period. So there was a lot of hockey left to be played. The bad news was that Cam Talbot allowed a goal on the first shot that he saw as well. So the Kings are down 4 one, even though there's still a lot of hockey to be played. Uh, obviously, they were not in a great situation at the moment. But after that fourth goal, the LA Kings were clearly the better team the rest of the way. Uh, the Coyotes Uh, almost seemed like that they figured the game was over uh, or the changing of the goalie lit a fire under the Kings or a bit of both but again uh, the Kings started to claw their way back in this game and it started after Quentin Byfield set up Mikey Anderson on a nice pass and finish to get LA on the board it was 1-1 at that point but a great play by Byfield and a nice finish by Mikey Anderson he's not known for being able to put a shot into the top corner uh, like that, but he jumped up in the play and made a made a nice, uh, it was a really nice shot. Uh, the Kings, though, didn't score again until the second period. Drew Dowdy, a point shot on the power play to make it 4-2. Third period, uh, all Kings in this one. Uh, Coyotes uh, were not able to score again the rest of the way after getting that fourth goal, like I said. Um, Quentin Byfield would score on a deflection on a shot from Arthur Kaliev. Uh, that would make it 4-3 uh Andre Kopitar would score on a wrist shot and deflected off of a Coyote player. Adrian Kempe was also in, in front of the net to provide a screen. That made it 4-4 and then Drew Doughty scored again, again a point shot through traffic. Kings take the 5-4 win and skate off with the victory. And frankly, I thought they deserved it. Uh, they were clearly the better team for the great majority of the game. Now Arizona for about 4 minutes in the first period Uh, They scored three goals, and uh, you know obviously you got to give them credit for that. But if you're just talking about the majority of the game, who was the better team? It was without question the LA Kings. So I thought, uh, I guess justice was served. Sometimes that doesn't always happen in sports. Sometimes uh, the other team gets uh, the right bounce of the puck or whatever, Uh, and and you know you may be the better team on that night, but the result on the scoreboard says something else. So it was great to see the Kings get rewarded for what they did on the whole in that game against the Coyotes. Um, by the way, the Kings, I don't know if you know this or not, the Kings came into the game against Arizona as the highest scoring team in the NHL as far as average goals scored per game. They came in at 4.5. Obviously, that's going to go up with the five goals they scored on Friday. But uh, And we talked about this with Kings analyst Jim Fox on Thursday show. If you missed that, please go check it out. But the Kings right now are outscoring their problems. And even with their power play not being as good as it can be, and they did have one power play goal in five opportunities against Arizona, uh, the Kings still have some things to clean up. They still have some issues. Uh, they're not a finely tuned machine operating at this point. But I think once they shore up some of the issues that they have that I think you could pass off as just things uh, you know, early in the season that kind of need to get ironed out, I think the Kings have a chance to be a very, very good team. They certainly have the offense. uh, And as we talked about in the NHL today, it is about scoring goals. So uh, the Kings are still looking for that complete three periods of hockey. They came pretty close in this one. Like I said, um, after that fourth goal, it was all Kings. Um, So I guess what is preventing the Kings from getting – those solid three periods of hockey at this point. Certainly, we've talked about it a bit on this show. Uh, Not starting off uh, games as well as they need to is certainly a part of it. Arizona, as I mentioned, scored on their first shot of the game. Uh, They scored three goals in a span of a minute and nine seconds. So, uh, obviously, not a great first period for the Kings. Although, again, looking on it as a whole, they were probably the better team even in that first period. But like I said, it's this—you know the NHL winning games, it's about putting the puck in the net. And uh, certainly the Coyotes did a better job than that of the Kings in that opening period. In addition to the offense being obviously very good right now for the Kings, we've talked about it. They are getting balanced scoring. This is not about a line being on fire and carrying the team. It's four lines and even the defense chipping in as well as we saw Friday night with the two goals from Drew Doughty. Uh, since Arthur Kaliev rejoined the team and they've had the same forward and defensive lineup for the past few games, uh, the line of Andre uh, they have five goals. Now they had two on Friday, one from Kopi, one from Q uh, the line that has Pierre-Luc Dubois on it and uh, his wingers. They've got six goals on the season. Uh, the Dano line, Uh, The players on that line have scored five goals on the season, and the Lizotte line, the fourth line, also five goals on the season. Again, I should correct, not on the season. This is since they've had the current lineup that they have had. This is since Arthur Cowley rejoined the team, and I think it's four or five games in a row they've had that same lineup. So, again, uh, from lines one, two, three, four, you've got four goals, five goals, five goals, six goals. Obviously, that's incredibly balanced. Um, and the the defense is is, is checking in as well. Um, looking at the defense, um, Drew Dowdy obviously scored twice. Mikey Anderson had a goal as well in the win on Friday. The defense has chipped in with four goals over that span since Arthur Calliope was joined. So this current lineup the Kings have had, very balanced, getting contributions from a lot of different players. And obviously that is something that every team Wants to have so you don't have to rely on one player or one line. It's four lines coming at you in waves. Head coach Tom McClellan feeling good about putting anybody out there at any time. And uh, that is certainly what you want to have. The special teams battle on Friday. The Kings did win it, barely, but they won it. They had a power play goal where uh, Arizona was 0-2 with the man advantage. The Coyotes came into the game ranked 7th in the NHL in the power play, so good job by the Kings penalty kill again, and so they did win the special teams battle. That's important for the Kings to have a full three-period effort at some point. And uh, we do have to point out the Kings continue to be very comfortable uh, on the road. Uh, Now, it's only been three games, but they beat Winnipeg 5-1. They beat Minnesota 7-3, and now they beat Arizona 5-4. So 3-0 on the road so far for the LA Kings. And, And you might be surprised by this, but the Coyotes, despite not being a good team last year, actually had a very good home record at that college arena they're playing on in you know, on the campus of Arizona State. Uh, the coyotes were 21, 15 and 5 last year on home ice which you uh, may be surprised at so they're good on home ice uh, so that uh, you know good win by the Kings to come back, good win by the Kings to put you know a good effort together together for most of the game. still some things to clean up as we said, but uh, the Kings get a hard fought come from behind win over the Coyotes. We are going to break down the Kings' goaltending from Friday. Uh, Plus, we'll give out our three stars of the game and look ahead to a big game on Saturday. We'll do that here on Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. As a business owner, you realize there are times when receivables might fall behind, but that doesn't mean you need to fall behind on vendor payments, payroll, or rent. For more than twenty-five years, Parkview Advance has helped businesses secure working capital from five thousand to one point five million. Parkview Advance can approve your working capital in as little as twenty-four hours. As much, uh, it's a much easier process than you might imagine. We invite the many entrepreneurs that are locked on NHL fans to learn more by calling us at two zero three. or go to parkviewadvance.com. If your business needs working capital, call Parkview Advance today. Parkview Advance, helping business with their capital. Uh, Go to parkviewadvance.com. And are you one of those people that's prepared? Probably not. Let's be honest, most people aren't, but you really should be because we certainly live in an unpredictable world. And to be prepared for just anything, um, is something you need to do with a Jace case. The Jace case is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. And as we know in the world today, you never know what can happen. We obviously learned that with the pandemic, and that could lead to supply chain shortages for medications. With the Jace case, you can also customize your case and add life saving medications based on your unique needs. Choose the medications that best fit you and your family. Jace is continually working to expand their medication offerings. So you can also buy a gift card for family and friends uh, so they can get a Jace case of their own. Go to jacemedical.com, enter the promo code locked on at checkout, and you can get $20 off of your order. That's promo code locked on at JASE Medical.com. All right, let's break down the goaltending from Friday's game against the Arizona Coyotes, and we saw our first in-game goalie change of the season. Phoenix Copley allowed three goals on six shots before getting the early exit. So let's look at those three goals allowed. The first goal came off the first shot of the game, just 37 seconds in. Kings gave up a two-on-one chance. Matthias Michelli ripped off a wrist shot from the right faceoff dot that beat Copley over his right pad blocker side. Very nice shot from a player that was a rookie of the year finalist from last season. The Kings didn't do Copley any favors by leaving him in that situation on a two-on-one, so the Kings knew, need to do a better job of supporting their goalie in that situation. Goal number two that Copley allowed, the Coyotes had a high cycle going with the puck around the blue line, and they kind of worked it down a little bit. The Kings were chasing, eventually got a shot off uh, on on towards the net. It hit off a body in front, then off the crossbar, and landed just uh, to the side of the crease where it was put back in by one of the Coyotes' players. you got to credit Arizona for having good net front presence on that. Uh, Hard to fault Copley on that one that, again, was deflected, bounces off the crossbar, and then is at the side of the net. Uh, Goal number three, another shot uh, deflection from the top of the crease and in. Uh, Again, I'll credit the Coyotes for going to the net, or you can also criticize the, the Kings for not clearing out the front of their net. But again, not realistic to expect Copley to stop a shot from a deflection in close like that. Um, and then that was it for Copley. And uh, again, I think McClellan, I think he pulled Phoenix more to try and change the momentum in the game rather than it was just our goalie sucks tonight. We need to get him out of there. So uh, not, a, not a great night for Phoenix Copley. But again, I think uh, more of those situations we've seen where uh, he's been put in some tough tough situations, some bad bounces going here and there. So I don't think it was quite as bad as it might seem. Um, It wasn't just him being a sieve and allowing soft goals that are stoppable. There were some circumstances around those three goals. Now the fourth goal that the Coyotes scored, unfortunately was the first shot on cam Talbot, former King Sean Dursey made a very skilled and strong move around. Drew Doughty put in a backhander. Uh, That's a nice individual effort. I'll give Dursey a lot of credit on that one. And, You know, you can call it an excuse if you want, but you you got Cam Talbot coming in totally cold. uh, And so that's a tough save to make on your first shot. Aside from that, I thought Cam Talbot was great the rest of the way. He uh, turned aside the next 17 shots that he faced. His best save came in the third period when the score was 4-4, a stick save while he was sprawling on the ice. That's just a a compete level by your goaltender uh, doing everything he can uh, to try and keep that puck out of the net. He certainly wasn't in a great position because he had scrambled, but that's battling. That's battling to stop the puck. That's exactly what he did. And again, I thought Cam Talbot did a very good job uh, once he entered the game. He did exactly what Todd McClellan wanted. He wanted to put him in net and change the momentum of the game. Also send a message to your your team that you're not doing uh, doing the job. So we're making a goalie change. Message received and uh, the Kings go on to get the victory. Uh, I do want to pass out my Three stars of the night, something that we do when the Kings post a victory. And my number three star is Cam Talbot. Uh, Like I said, great job in a relief, kept the Kings in it, allowed them to mount that comeback, and uh, kept the Coyotes off the scoreboard in the second and third periods, and really had some really key saves in the third period. Uh, My number two star, Quentin Byfield, maybe. The best game of Byfield's career. I thought he had some great jump from the start. And I thought for the most part, he carried it over for three periods. Uh, had a very nice assist on the Kings first goal by Mikey Anderson. And then a great deflection for his second goal of the season. My number two star is Quentin Byfield. And the number one star, no surprise here, Drew Dowdy, two goals, including the game winner. Uh, frankly, Drew would not be denied. In that third period, as he fired shot after shot from the point uh, with the game tied 4-4, uh, he almost was going to will that puck into the net. Uh, we talked about the Kings having a shot-first mentality at times, and certainly in certain situations, and that was certainly a situation for Drew Doughty to do that with the game tied 4-4 late in the game. Uh, so Drew Doughty, two goals. He is our number one star for the win over Arizona. So the Kings improved to 4-2-1 and on the season, And up next, uh, they're right back at it, hosting the defending Stanley Cup champion, Vegas Golden Knights, coming up on Saturday night. I will be out there, barring something drastic. uh, I probably shouldn't joke about it, but uh, I'm finally excited to get out there for my first Kings game of the season. Uh, So uh, looking forward to that. If you're going out there and you want to meet up, uh, let me know. Talk to me on Twitter, send me an email, and we'll try to make it happen. Uh, Quick scouting report on Vegas, Vegas. Um, They are the best team in the NHL right now, Uh, checking in with a 7-1 record. They did lose their first game of the season Friday night, 4-3 in overtime against the Blackhawks. Uh, So actually, I guess the record is 7-0-1 because it was an overtime loss. Uh, the, The same team that won the Stanley Cup for Vegas last season is pretty much this exact same team. This season, they lost one good player in Riley Smith. Everybody else is back. Um, like L.A., they have very balanced scoring. They've got five different players that have scored three goals on the season. Uh, some of their star players include Captain Mark Stone, forwards uh, Jack Eichel and Jonathan Marchessault. on defense. They've got guys like Alex Petrangelo, Shea Theodore, and, yes, former King Alec Martinez is still there. Uh, we don't have to worry about facing Jonathan Quick this time around, uh, fortunately, uh, but the uh, Golden Knights still have two very capable goalies in Aiden Hill and Logan Thompson. As for the Kings in net, uh, will we see Cam Talbot or Phoenix Copley? Um, it was supposed to be Talbot, but then he came on in relief last night of Copley. So that puts this a little bit in question. Personally, I'm still sticking with Talbot. Uh, I know he played last night, and uh, it's early in the season, though. If this were later in the season, maybe I'd have some reservations about that. But I am I personally would still start Cam Talbot uh, against Vegas uh, coming up on saturday we'll see what todd mcclellan decides to do uh when we give you a quick uh report on the ontario rain and also read a few of your youtube comments we're going to do that here next on locked on la kings your team every day on jay scores a hat trick and the la kings win the stanley cup that sounds good right well you know what else sounds good you winning 100 times your money by playing daily fantasy hockey with the Sleeper app as the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our top choice for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey. Alex Dobrinkit leads the NHL with nine goals. Jack Hughes has 19 points from the Devils. Are you going to bet on them to stay hot, or will they cool off? With the Sleeper app, you pick more or less based on goals, assists, points, saves, and more, and Sleeper offers you 100 times payouts a hundred times and although we love the nhl not just about hockey uh if you're a baseball fan you can bet on the world series uh the nfl and college football are in the middle of their seasons and the nba has just started up as well now's a great time to get in on all the amazing sports action make the right picks and you could win big use the promo code locked on nhl and you'll get up to 100 match on your first deposit terms and conditions apply that's locked on NHL, Sleeper's terms of use for details. LA Kings play the Vegas Golden Knights, 7.30 Pacific time. Catch every moment of the hometown broadcast of the LA Kings with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search LA Kings. I do want to mention real quick uh, the Ontario Reign. Played a game early on Friday, a matinee in Henderson, Nevada. And the Rain beat the Golden Knights, AHL affiliate, the Silver Knights. 3-1 was the final. Mikhail Maltsev scored twice. Jacob Doty had a goal, uh, as did defenseman Brant Clark as well. His second of the season. Clark ended up with a four-point night with three assists as well. So, Brant Clark getting it done down in the AHL. Goalie David Riddich got the win. He turned aside 28 of 29 shots. Rain have now won four in a row. They're four and two on the season. Our next game is Sunday at home against the Abbotsford Canucks. So we didn't get any emails this week. Um, well, that's not actually that's not true. We we got some emails, but they weren't asking questions or commentary on the Kings. It was just kind of some personal correspondence with me. Um, but last week we didn't have time to get to any of the YouTube comments, and I felt a little bad about that. So this week all. YouTube comments here on a uh, abbreviated uh, fan feedback portion of the show. This one comes from Aquaman 01 on YouTube and he says, questions. How is Eric Mortillo doing so far for the rain this season? How is Alex Turcott performing for the rain? Do you think he gets called up eventually this year? Has Alex LeFerrier done enough to earn a permanent position with the Kings, uh, which would in turn potentially allow a trade for Victor Arvidsson in order to clear up cap space for the season and beyond? It may be, for Pick up a goalie Jeremy Swayman from the Bruins. Would a first-round pick, Arvidsson, and a second-round pick be enough to get a trade done for Swayman or a goalie of his caliber? Arizona's goalie wouldn't be a bad option either to consider. I don't think Talbot is horrible, but it is apparent that he is a bridge goalie and not under contract beyond this season. A lot to chew on there, Aquaman. Uh, first off, Eric Portillo has had one start with the Ontario Reign. He's 1-0. Uh, he allowed two goals on 17 shots. Uh, Alex Turcott has a goal and three assists in six games in Ontario. Uh, I think right now the LA Kings are just happy that Turcott is healthy and looking pretty good. Um, I also think they're happy with the ice time he's getting in Ontario. Uh, maybe he could get called up, maybe to replace a Jared Anderson Dolan as the extra forward for the Kings. And then maybe he could see some spot time on the fourth line. But Carl Grunstrom has been very good so far this season. And Trevor Lewis is a guy that's going to get playing time in kind of the bigger games because of his experience, but I could see Turcott maybe getting called up and, and getting a few games here and there. It's just the question of what's better for him right now. Is it him getting the ice time that he's getting in the AHL or getting a start every now and then at the NHL level? But I, I do think we'll, at, at some point we'll see him obviously if there are injuries and there are holes that need to be plugged in, we'll definitely see him. But just assuming that everything stays the same, like I said, I could see him coming in for Jared Anderson Dolan and maybe getting a few games here and there. Uh, I would say no, Alex Laferriere has not done enough to earn a permanent position at this point. It's just way too early for that. Uh, as for Victor Arvidsson potentially being traded, uh, we don't know what his health is. Um, we, we heard he is maybe going to have back surgery. Has he had the surgery yet? I don't know. I haven't heard. Uh, if he has, was it successful? If uh, he has, how long is he going to be out? So, I mean, obviously, there's just too many question marks about uh, Victor Arvids right now to think anybody would trade for him. So nobody's going to trade for a guy who's hurt. So, And is going to be a UFA at the end of the season. So uh, we've got to get the injury situ- situation figured out with uh, Victor Arvids before we even contemplate any of those questions about maybe using him in a trade to, to upgrade in net. Uh, this comes from Frank Parada, 1106. He says, at what point do you try another winger on the top line? Byfield had a strong first game, but since this has gone back to kind of disappearing out there, his goal was a hustle play, but it did go off a Colorado player. He's just not passing the eye test, and people claim that he does, in fact, make the line better. Better than what? Uh, I believe sooner rather than later, you're going to have to make a long-term decision on both Byfield and Turcotte. Why not give Turcotte a solid chance there? and see what happens well this is not really fair to frank because frank posted this before the last game where i thought quentin byfield was very good um so I, I don't know if frank's opinion will change on that a little bit based on what byfield did but i thought he was really good in the win over arizona i thought he was a, a key component in them coming back and getting the victory and as i have said going into this season this is still not a make or break it year for quentin Byfield. I think you can consider that maybe next season, but I think Quentin Byfield has looked much better this season than he did last season. Still a work in progress, but I obviously I was very high on the game he just had. And if we see more of that, then the talk about Quentin Byfield uh is gonna go away pretty soon. But he needs to do more of it, I will admit that. But uh again, great game for Quentin Byfield on Friday. Looked really good. Really maybe the best game of his career. Uh, Our last YouTube comment comes from M Buckley 3828, and he says, I don't know what the King's policy is, if they even have one, but they need to address the amount of season ticket holders that are selling their tickets to recoup their season ticket package costs. It is seriously embarrassing that crypto is turning into Honda Center North with opposing team's fans nearly equaling our own team's fans. Some may think with the with what ticket costs now, the fans should have a right to sell their tickets, but this is part of the same exact reason ticket prices continue to rise because existing season ticket holders will sell their tickets to the higher demanded games, which means there are less tickets to go around for those hardcore fans that are faithful to actually showing up and cheering on the team at home games. Well, I have a personal uh, stake, I guess, in this similar situation like this. And by the way, I, he, he was talking about the game against the Bruins. Apparently there was a large Boston uh, contingent at crypto.com. Arena. I wasn't there. I can't comment on it. I, I, but I did hear some talk about that. And, and there are certain fan bases that do show up uh, in LA and, and represent their teams fairly well. But um, as a Chargers season ticket holder, and I know the Rams go through this as well, there are a large number of visiting fans that show up for the games Part of it is because LA is a destination city, a lot of things to do here. You come here on vacation, you catch your team's favorite, you know, your favorite team playing football. You go to Disneyland, you go to the beach, all that kind of stuff. But it is part of the problem is that uh, season ticket holders will recoup a lot of the money they spend on season tickets by selling a certain number of their of their tickets, especially to teams that do have a strong following uh, and that will travel or have their local fans want to see their team when they come to town. So uh, as far as the King's policy, I don't think they have one. Um, Some other teams have tried to do this kind of thing in other markets to try and stem this, especially more during playoff games than regular season games where you can only buy tickets. If you have a a zip code uh, from Southern California or maybe a California zip code. Um, So, um, yeah, it, I, I see both sides of it. I can understand why, uh, some fans want to recoup some of the money. Um, I've even heard, you know, some stories that, uh, you know, you could sell a certain number of tickets and that would pay for your entire season. And for people who maybe can't afford season tickets, they do that out of necessity. So it's not an easy question to answer. I totally get where you're coming from. Um, like I said, we've seen this, uh, I, I'd be somewhat of an issue with the Kings, Definitely an issue with the Chargers and Rams, but it doesn't seem to be an issue for the Dodgers or the Lakers. So, um, yeah, it's it. It is a you can argue that there is a fan base situation problem with that. But as you even said, you know, you pay your money; they're your tickets. You can do with them as you want. But it is disappointing to see. You know, if you're going to sell your seats because you can't go, I know what we do. That we can't go to every game sometimes. That we sell them to Chargers fans. We don't sell them to other teams fans. We don't put it on. Uh, you know the uh stub hubs and the things like that to st- try and sell um you know to the highest bidder to make money because those are usually going to be the opposing fans because we my wife is a chargers fan she doesn't feel cool about doing that so anyway uh very interesting comment uh from m buckley 3828 and uh it is something certainly that is a bit controversial all right for you everyday is those of you that listen and watch locked on other kings every day hopefully you enjoy this late uh friday night uh saturday morning show you'll hopefully watch it on saturday or sunday uh coming up on monday we will obviously recap the king's big game saturday against the vegas golden knights and the kings are getting ready to head out on the road as well they got road games coming up next week against toronto ottawa and philadelphia we'll talk about that as well if you ever want to send an email to me hopefully we have a few more next week than they had we had this week because there's no friday game next week uh, it's locked on Eddie at gmail.com, E D D I E. You can also post your comments on the YouTube channel. Stay connected with us uh, all 24 7, following us on social media on X or Twitter and Instagram at Locked on LA Kings. Uh, thank you for uh, all the participation on the show, uh, all the comments on the YouTube channels. Uh, we'll do it again next week. Uh, until then, I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you for listening and watching this episode of Locked on LA Kings part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday. And as always, go Kings go. You are That's the wrong one.